You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we'll see if we can get this show on the road after like four (laughs) attempts. Good morning, Sunday. It's been one of those mornings this morning. (laughs) Yes. I can't talk. I'm getting annoyed. weird. I'm yelling. It's just fun shit today. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's Sunday. It is Sunday. Thanksgiving week in the U.S. Yeah. Everybody's getting ready for turkey. Everyone's getting ready to not go to work, which is always nice. I got two days of work, and I'm just Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. I got Wednesday and Thursday off. That is nice. Yep. Yep. I'm taking off part of, like, probably early afternoon Wednesday, and then I've got Thursday, Friday, so that'll be nice. Nice. Yeah. I do love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays, I think. What is your favorite side? Favorite side? Yeah, like at Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, Or does, I mean, it could be turkey too. No, it's not turkey. Um, (laughs) It's not turkey. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Um, probably... I love your sweet potato casserole, and that's new because I... (laughs) Yeah, I do love my sweet potato casserole too. It's really good. And that was never something we had in the north. Do you have sweet potatoes at all? Like... For Thanksgiving, like, would you do anything with them, or? Mm, no, not mm. really. That was never really a big side. Yeah. I remember, like, sweet potato fries we would have, not for Thanksgiving, but, like, that was oh, yeah. up north. But, like, sweet potatoes are not really a side, I guess, up there, a yeah. common side that I remember having. Yeah. I just, maybe my parents didn't like them, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember having them really growing well, up. Well, you didn't really like them when we first met, because you always said you hated sweet potatoes. Because I don't and think I ever had it. And you I were think, converted. Yeah. <laughs> And then you changed me. Yes, absolutely. No, it is so good. It's, you know, basically drenched in butter and um, cinnamon and brown sugar. Yep. And pecans. And pecans or pecans. We'll yep. start that war again. <laughs> um, yeah, I do love the sweet potato casserole. That's like mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I would say two, and you're going to get mad, but dressing. The Italian or the ranch? The neither. <laughs> the southern dressing. <laughs> Bailey's cringing right now. I know. It is dressing. <laughs> yes, stuffing. I do love, I call it stuffing, you call mm-hmm. it dressing. Uh, dressing is what you put on your salad, but I'll rest my case or there. Or the south, it's a Thanksgiving side dish. <laughs> yes, um, it is good. Your dad makes really good dressing. Dressing. <laughs> um, that is yummy. I. You know what, though? I think I gotta go with a kind of an off-the-wall side. Okay. Gravy. I dump gravy Just on gravy. everything. I'm like, it's true. peas, put some gravy on it. Sweet potatoes, put some gravy on it. It's true. I feel like Thanksgiving is not the holiday for people who like to have their... Um, Food touching. Yeah, I would say, because it all like just swirls together yeah. and you just like drizzle it in gravy. Yep. It's yep. so bad, but it's so good. I know. It reminds me too of, um, in the north, mm-hmm. a New England boiled dinner. Oh, yep. Which is... You put it all in one big stock pot, mm-hmm. like a big ass ham. Yep. Potatoes, onions, whole ass onions, mm-hmm. cabbage, else? carrots, turnip. Yep. Just a whole shit ton of veggies. You throw it in there, mm-hmm. and then you cook the beets on the side. Yeah. Because fun fact, if you put the beets in, it turns everything red. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're having like a sacrifice going <laughs> yeah. on in your kitchen. <laughs> Um, and that's super good, but I know growing up, my grandmother would make them off. That's like mm-hmm. our favorite, like go-to meal, mm. but she would make, we would call it hash and she literally would take everything and like grind it all together Yeah, and then like heat it up and like put gravy over it. And it's just like mm. all of it smushed together. It sounds disgusting, but it is so good. That does sound, I mean, I've had boiled dinners. They are really, really good. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had 
hash. Yeah. Like it's literally everything that you eat in a boiled dinner. Like just literally through a combined. grinder. Oh dang. Like you know how she grinds her ham mm-hmm. for ham salad? It's like through her grinder. Yeah. And you just heat it up and mix it. Hmm. Not for those who don't like their food to touch. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> but no. it is really good. It sounds disgusting, but it's fucking bomb. Yeah, see hash down in the south, it's like my grandmother used to make it. It's like some kind of meat mixture. Is it like brisket? Kind of, and you put it over rice. rice. Yeah. yeah, like that's yeah. the hash I grew, and she used to make really good hash yeah. too. Um, no, I like. I think I'm gonna go with the dressing for my favorite side dish, and I'm gonna follow it up with dressing, gravy, and gravy. Perfect. And you gotta put gravy on it. You put gravy on literally everything. It's gotta. I couldn't have Thanksgiving without gravy. No, and your cranberry. Sauce. And my cranberry sauce. <laughs> Have we told that story before? I think we talked about it last week. Yeah. But my whole fit, like, we just never had it, so. Yeah, it's fair. And and I was like, I should bring two cans. And I was like, no, I'm going to be the only one that eats it. Mm-hmm. You and me. <laughs> yep, so now Caitlin gets to hold it over my mother's head for eternity <laughs> that she forgot her uh, cranberry sauce one Thanksgiving. So now Caitlin has to bring her own. Yep, pretty much. We have yep. a group chat. And it's me, you, your parents, and your yeah. sister. And I, the other day, when I bought it... <laughs> I got my covered dish. Your yep. mom was like, I'm sad. <laughs> That's the way our family is. You do one thing wrong and you never live it down. Nope. Nope. It gets brought up forever. Forever. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. It is going to be good. It's going to be different, but it'll be good. Mm-hmm. It is going to be different. I think we're going to try and <laughs> ventilate. Yeah. <laughs> Have windows open if we can. Yep. I thought about too, eating on the porch would be nice. Yeah. I'm sure your parents will have it all. Socially distanced. I mean, we've been around each other. Mm-hmm. Our little bubble has yeah. been interacting, and Gabby's going to be fully sanitized by the time <laughs> she gets here. So yes, yeah, so it'll be good. Yeah, it'll I'm excited. Be fun. Yeah, short week. We um, yeah, very short. I work two days. You work two and a half. Mm-hmm. We um, broke our tradition because our normal tradition is oh. decorating for Christmas on the day of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep, after the meal. Well. We, we crumbled yesterday. We absolutely crumbled. I'm like, you let's, crumbled. Hey, hey. <laughs> you crumbled. <laughs> you woke up and you were feeling sad. And the best thing that was going to make you not feel sad is to decorate. So <laughs> decorate we did. You're not wrong. Were you going to say something? No, go I ahead. I don't want to cut you off. So <laughs> I feel like we found our Christmas decorations. By the way, you did a fantastic job of like organizing all of that before we moved. So I had some time off before we moved from uh, Massachusetts Mass, yeah. to Charleston. Yep. And I, you know, you just have to be an adult sometimes. And I feel like I turned a corner into being an adult during that. Because I went through all of our shit. Like, we just had shit everywhere. Yeah. Our shit attic, attic was like... Shit in the guest room. Shit in the guest closet. It was like, bad. it was just everywhere. Was like, Christmas stuff was here. Christmas stuff was over there. Yep. Christmas stuff was over here and over there. And I was just like, you know what? So I went to the store. I bought like five totes. Mm-hmm. And I labeled them all. So everything has... Maybe a Christmas tote. Yep. Christmas, fall... I feel like that's it. <laughs> like those are well, all Well, there the was holidays. other like the, like other like decor that we weren't like you know, displaying. Decor, and, yeah, family and then albums, like books, and yeah. So everything is organized and it's in our little Hobbit closet upstairs. Right. But I just I took all of our Christmas stuff, took it out of the tote, mm-hmm. and then we decorated and then put all our fall stuff in the Christmas tote. But I just changed the lids, mm. so we don't have to switch totes. Smart. I see what I you did there. Smarter, not harder. I, was, I know. I was proud. It is, and we, we got all our stuff up, and I feel like we have a really nice kind of mix of, like, family passed down. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we've got some corny decorations that just have been in our families forever. Right, yeah, you just, just can't not. Yeah. Can't throw them away. Um, like what Tipsy Turvy saying over there. Yeah, exactly. 
And then we brought down our spooky Christmas tree because we had to keep it a little weird. <laughs> yes. So we have our, we have a black Christmas tree decorated kind of Halloween-ish. Mm-hmm. That's always up in our ghoul friend's room. room. We brought that down. Because I just, I don't want to buy a Christmas tree this year. I'm going to yeah. go the day after Christmas to Hobby say, Lobby no. and I'm going to get it 80% off. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up first thing because I know a lot of people like to do that, but... Yeah. It just, nobody wants to wait for a year to get decorations, but I'm ready. I'm an adult. I'm an adulting. I know. I'm making good financial decisions. Oh my God. I'm going <laughs> to let you fold the fitted sheet today. See, since you're being so adult. You know how I fold the fitted sheet, so. Caitlin wads it up and throws it in the closet. I'm like, <laughs> no. Uh, I'll leave that to you. Well, I'm, I'm proud of your adulting stuff. That's, Thank that's you. That's big stuff. Big stuff. Big stuff. All right. We rambled. All right. <laughs> so ten, you get almost 10 minutes of rambling per episode. That's it. <laughs> Move on. Yes. All right. So go first. Yeah. And maybe we can talk a little bit about where these uh, topics came from. Okay. Because we kind of chose two different places. Yep. Um, Not really under a theme of sorts, but recently we have started watching uh, Destination Fear. Yep. It's on the Travel Channel. On the Travel Channel. Real good. It is really good. Yeah. And I have to thank one of our listeners on Twitter who recommended this to us. Mm -hmm. I think her name is Ashlyn. So Ashlyn, if you're listening, thank you. Um, and I'm happy to shout out your Twitter handle. I just didn't want to do that without your not or your, you know, consent. So anyway, fair enough. Yeah. It's really good though. I'm it not usually one to like, I like ghost shows, but it's usually like the same shit over and over. And mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, okay. But they get like mm-hmm. really good evidence yeah, on camera yeah. and audio. And yeah. I know some of it's got to be staged a little bit, but I mean, it's pretty good. They look pretty damn scared to me. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I love it too because they're not all like, it's not like, you know, not to hate on Zach Baggins, but it's not like, come and get me, ghost. It's like them screaming and running, yeah. which is, I feel like, the most realistic portrayal <laughs> of what would happen if we did that. Although Dakota is just as dramatic as Zach Bagel Bites. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he likes to get very like into it at times so it's at times it's a little too much but overall I really like the show it is good so we were just like these are really cool places to like you know places we've never heard of yeah for topics to see like kind of what the history is and yeah kind of go back and see they go into a little bit of the history and kind of the like nasty stuff but they don't do a real deep dive no they just are there for the haunts yeah so that's where I got my topic from yeah I feel like, too, okay, quick question before we get going, Mm -hmm. because I got my topic from an episode, too, but Mm -hmm. would you be able to do what they do? Because the premise is basically they go investigate, and then they sleep alone. They split up, and then, like, pick an area to sleep in. Like, would you be able to do that? No. I don't think I could either. No. I get scared when I'm home alone by myself. That is true. Yes, you do. (laughs) There was one time that Celeste traveled for work, and she was gone for, like, two days, three days. Yep. I had every light on in the house. <laughs> I didn't sleep well. Like, I just, I had to, like, sleep sitting up, and I was just, like, looking yeah. around. Like, I didn't like it. I had the dog sleep on the bed with me. Like That's funny. I'm a big-ass chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. That's funny. I guess it's just because I lived alone, like, before we met. Like, yeah. I lived in the condo by myself, mm-hmm. so I was used to, like, staying home alone. Yeah. Like, it was weird when you traveled for work. Like, yeah. the first day was really odd, just because you're, like, used to someone else being there. Yeah. But I mean, after that, it was fine. I just, you know, did your thing and yeah. lock up, go to bed. 
<laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, now we live here, so you can just go stay at my parents' house if it's I ever true. have to travel. It is really true. No, I'm a big chicken. I'm scared of the dark, though, so I I mean, I couldn't do it. See, I am too, and I feel like my like my brain makes shit up on the mm-hmm. fly. Like, right here, my brain is making up 30 different scenarios of different <laughs> things happening, but I feel like in that environment, like, Mm-mm. I would see all sorts of shit yeah. like, that wasn't even there, just because yep. my brain would go nuts. Doesn't your brain do something, too, in the night? Like, you see things... Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a name for it. I'm never going to be able to think of it. But. So the one I know is there's one um, <clears throat> called the Troxler effect when you look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And um, basically your brain is able to, like, alter your perception of what's your, like, what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And probably the same could occur at night because, like, your senses are kind of vulnerable and yeah. you can't see in the dark. So your brain is kind of piecing together what's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't think I could do it either to answer that question. Yeah, I gotta get some water, so okay. if you wanna talk. Okay, for- <laughs> I'll keep talking. Yeah, so it's a good show. You should check it out, but it's given us a lot of um, suggestions. So we kind of decided to pick two areas from yep. the episodes we've seen. Thank- There's Caitlin getting water. This is breaking news. Caitlin's thirsty and needs some water. Does the Brita have water in it? Not much. <laughs> that I Brita. Drink all my drinks. That Brita is always out, like on its last leg, I promise you. But yeah, so. Go ahead, talk. You can start. Okay. It's really slow. (laughs) It's going to be a minute. Okay, so I did one that I think they did this, uh, they went here in like the first season, like early, early on, but Uh it stuck with me, so I wanted to cover it. Um, So I chose Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary. Remember this one? Yep, I do. All right, I'm back. Nice. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I remember this one. This is awesome. I chose it because I had honestly never heard of it before (laughs) until they went there. So um, for those that don't know, it's located in uh, Petros. I'm assuming that's how you say it, Tennessee. Uh And its nickname is the Alcatraz of the South or the end of the line. Oh, so like that. Yeah, it's it's ominous and it's important to say it's called Brushy Mountain because it's nestled on Brushy Mountain, but it's like... Almost in this giant ass valley. Yeah. Right? Like there's mountains all around it. So mm-hmm. it looks like it's very like it looks like a fortress almost. Yeah. Good and word. I, yeah. Cause I think that they said that was part of the idea in building it there was that You couldn't get out. Well, even if you did get out, like it's very rugged terrain. Like yeah. you're not getting very far up there. Nice. So scary stuff, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, just to give a little back history on the the penitentiary, it was opened in 1896. And at the time in Tennessee, um, to kind of piece this together, coal mining was a huge industry in that area. Yep. Um, and one thing to keep in mind is that a lot of the mining sites were in very rural areas. Um, and obviously they needed workers to keep these uh, mines going. So um, you basically lived at the mining site and the mining companies would provide everything on site that you might need, like food, clothes, Mm -hmm. um, I think very little medical care, but it's basically a self-contained city. I feel like a lot of like prisons are like that. Right. They have their own like city, like their own, nothing outside. Right. It's all right there. Right. And these weird. I wonder why. Less interaction. Well, I think it became like, I know sanatoriums were kind of that way too with mm-hmm. TB patients. I think the idea was trying to keep infections within the like immediate area. Mm-hmm. Like, 
But, um, yeah, I don't know Makes exactly the, the thinking behind it. Yeah. But coal mining was the same way. These, like, sites, the mines were very, right. it had everything you needed. But because everything was right there, the companies could really inflate the prices. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they didn't make a lot of money working there to begin with, but it just made the poor poorer. Yeah. Um, so the coal miners did not like this. And they would often complain, and they would go on strike a lot. And they were kind of smart mm. about it, because they'd usually go on strike during the winter, when you really mm. need a coal. Yep. So the coal companies said, you know, this is getting old. we got to do something else. Enter. This kind of is the predecessor to Brushy. Okay. Um, there's something called the prison lease system that was very common in the South at the time. Basically, uh, states found that it was very costly to keep up their own prisons and, you know, have money to house their inmates, feed them, clothe them. Um, so they said, you know what, we'll just lease them out to uh, people who need a cheap workforce. And the coal companies said, bring them on in. Oh. So basically, it started with prisoners working in the coal mines yeah. because they were being leased. And one interesting thing I read about this was that, you know, at this point, uh, the 13th Amendment had been passed, which abolished slavery. Yep. But there was a, a loophole in this that said involuntary servitude was allowed as punishment for those who created or um, committed criminal acts. So, so because they were prisoners, free labor. <laughs> it was technically legal for them to be leased as cheap labor. Interesting. So this went on for a bit with them working in the coal mines. Um, but after Reconstruction and the federal troops had pulled out of Tennessee, um, white state officials really began to exploit this. Basically, okay. if someone creates, um, commits criminal acts, they get sentenced. They, we can do whatever we want. Right. We can, it doesn't count. So basically they started, you know, um, sentencing black people who committed even the pettiest of crimes to life sentences. This we're talking about, oh, geez. right. We're talking about cruel, unusual, horrific punishments so that they could be used for the workforce. And this is just Yikes. one instance in many in American history where we see black yeah. people being unfairly and unjustly charged with these horrific sentences. That's crazy. So this is kind of the beginning of Brushy because at this point, too, um, state legislators kind of come to the realization that the pre- uh, prison lease system is just too expensive to keep up. Um, there's a lot of deaths on both sides. Um, and, you know, it's just time they say, you know, it's time to build a yeah. prison. And that is where Brushy begins. Into brushy. <laughs> I always thought it was kind of a cute name, and then I read about it. I was like, not cute not at cute. all. <laughs> so, what do you think life was uh, like in the penitentiary? It was just beautiful. Yeah, I think it's you know great conditions, sanitary, good food. Yeah, because what haunted prison have we ever <laughs> talked about that had great living conditions? Right. Yeah. Well, brushy was no better, or you know, no different. Um, you know, life in Brushy was all about hard labor. You were not just sitting in a cell all day. Uh, inmates were made to work in the railroad industry, which was very close to the prison, Mm -hmm. as well as the mining industry. Yep. Um, they also had to build the very prison that housed them. Interesting. So. Okay. So I have two different kind of feelings about this. Okay. I mean, yes, I feel like I've, I've watched too many prison shows, like, Mm -hmm. Locked up and things like that. Not that it's cushy. Nobody wants to go to jail. It's not great. But they sit around all day. Can watch TV. Can play cards. Like, I feel like you should have to work if you're Mm -hmm. there. It should be a rehab. You know, like, hold a job. Hold, you know, inside. I'm not saying physical hard labor. Right. It's like, not not punishment. No. But rehab and building. And I think that's 
I think that's important. Right. No, I, I think an important component should be rehabilitation. And mm-hmm. I think whether that's done through, you know, like learning trades, uh, right. going back to school, mm-hmm. you know, what have you. But what they were doing was cruel, hard. Yeah, no, I'm not for that. No. I'm just throwing my two cents in. Hell. I agree. I agree. Rehabilitation is an important part. Yeah. I don't, I've seen people on TikTok, TikToking from prison. No joke. I did not know you could do that. Well, I think they have a like, cell phone. Oh. Like, illegally in there. <laughs> Dang. I, that, I feel like that's a real quick way to get caught. But <laughs> yeah. That's just me. I guess I don't fully understand. Well, they're in person. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make good choices. Yeah. Well, so inmates here were, um, you know, they were not TikToking. Okay. <laughs> they were basically working 12-plus hour days, building railroads, Um you know, building the prison itself and receiving very, very little um, health care for okay. this. Um, this was common that there were a lot of accidents during the day due to just being worked like constantly without yeah. water, without breaks. Mm. Um, and officers had the leeway to even beat inmates if they weren't, if they deemed that they weren't working hard enough or fast enough. Oh, damn. So um, because of this, we naturally saw a lot of death in the mm-hmm. prison due to exhaustion, due to work accidents. Um, the other little bit about this was because the prison was constantly overcrowded, disease was very, very yeah. rampant. Um, so prisoners suffered from anything from, you know, tuberculosis to pneumonia. Kitty, go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> You're going to be a prisoner in a minute. <laughs> to other chronic diseases. Um, and again, this was with no medical help or treatment. Mm-hmm. So we saw a lot of death from this. Yeah. As well as just unhygienic conditions and being fed very little and given little water a day. Mm-hmm. So life was not good. Um, to give you some more idea on the history, in 1957, a new block um, to the prison was created called D-Block because at this point, Brushy was transitioning into becoming a maximum security prison. Okay, It's a slow transition, but this is kind of the beginning of it. Um, so D-Block was built to house the most extremely violent inmates. Um, but, you know, if we're talking about really ramping up for some paranormal activity, this is kind of a good way to do it. Yeah. They built this block on the same spot where what they called the death house stood. Oh, no. And this is basically what was a temporary morgue hmm. for bodies to be stored I until like that. family could claim them or they were buried in the, um, essentially like a pauper's cemetery behind the prison. What is a pauper cemetery? Um, it's someone who can't, either their family won't claim them or they can't pay for funeral costs. Oh. Like the unmarked graves okay. that you see at like... I forget which one we, uh, Hillview Manor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same concept. That'd be a, like a pauper's cemetery. Mm-hmm. So. I've never heard that. Never heard that term? Mm-mm. I've heard it like here and there. Okay. I don't hear it a lot. I, when I was doing research, I heard that that phrase was used. I gotcha. But I think there's something kind of like symbolic about that as well. Like even after, you know, death, when their sentences are technically finished, yeah. they're still there. Yeah. And I think this leads to like being trapped. That's not good. Yeah. And there are a lot of people trapped. <laughs> oh, no. And lots of spirits trapped there, for sure. Um, to continue on uh, Brushy's, you know, violent little history, mm-hmm. in 1982, um, seven white prisoners took guards hostage oh. and had a standoff. They used the guards' guns, basically, and found their uh, rival inmates in the prison who were still locked in their cells. Um, and then they basically opened fire on them. And they ended up killing oh, two um, black inmates. Jeez. So basically, we see these, like, violent events keep going. Um, You know, we see the hard labor keep going. The mining business basically was going up until the shutdown of the prison, which was in 2009. 
Wow. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I, really I mean, I've been up on that recently. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, there's a few like notable people who were okay. incarcerated. Um, the first, I'm not going to talk as much about him. I found another one that I wanted to talk about was James Earl Ray, okay. who, for those that did not know, was the person who assassinated MLK. Yeah. So he was housed there. Um, another one that I read about that this was just a wild story, so I had to talk about it, was a guy named Brian Lotax Looper. Okay. And that was not his nickname. That was his legal middle name. He had it changed. Oh, okay. You wait till you hear about this dude. Okay. <laughs> he's like the he shady. He's a shady Sheila. Okay. The shadiest. The shadiest of, of Sheila's. Sheila's. So he grew up in um, Cookville, Tennessee. Or I'm sorry, was born in Cookville, Tennessee, but grew up in Georgia. Okay. Um, he attended West Point. And so that's okay. that's good. Yeah. He was honorably discharged for a knee injury. Um, and after that, he returned to Georgia and tried to run for the Georgia House of Representatives, mm-hmm. but he lost. Okay. So he went back to Tennessee. And he decided to run for property assessor, which is a public title. I don't know exactly what that title, that role does. Um, didn't, from what I read, like, didn't attend any of the debates, didn't do any of the campaign things okay. one would do. Yeah. But he won somehow, because <laughs> I guess no one cared. Yep. <laughs> he won that in 1996. And his big old, like, platform was that he was going to expose corruption. Okay. He, you know, which I feel like is what every politician says. Yeah. But well. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> I was like, he, he ended up doing the exact opposite but he basically was like in that role for like a week and then pulled a press conference together to tell the people of tennessee that there was like a hundred million dollars in unpaid property taxes and that this had to be fixed and this was an issue is because he was exposing corruption right yeah well everyone else looks into this and they say like Nope, like there are unpaid, but for I think within the circumstances, it was quite normal for that number to be where it was at. He was embezzling, wasn't he? He probably was. It kind of seemed like he was doing a lot of things, so I would not doubt that he was embezzling. Okay. But they basically said, like, you called a press conference for nothing. Like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. So he says, like, fine, fine, fine. Jump the gun a little bit on that <laughs> one. Well, clearly he was doing some shady ass shit in the background because the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations began looking into him. And basically, Looper became aware of this. He got increasingly more paranoid about them investigating mm-hmm. him, um, probably because he was doing a lot of bad things. Yep. And finally, he decided that he was going to run against, uh, he was going to run for state sen- senator. He was done with the property assessor. Okay. He was going to move up. He got the TBI breathing down, you know, going down his neck. <laughs> so he was going to run against the sitting state senator, whose name was Tommy Burks. Okay. So in the midst of the campaign and the election going on, Looper kind of snapped, for lack of a better word. Okay. In October 19th, 1998, he drove to Burke's farm and shot him. Oh. And murdered him. Oh, okay. Obviously, he was convicted quite quickly and arrested and sent to Brushy, which is where he lived the majority of his life. Um, He was moved to the neighboring complex after Brushy closed in 2019, and he died at age 48 uh, due to heart heart conditions. Um, Okay. And that kind of seemed to be stated loosely, so I don't know if, like, <laughs> perhaps something else happened yeah. that caused his death. Okay. But he's kind of one of the, like, notorious prisoners just because of his shady-ass yeah. dealings. And um, he was kind of, like, one of the more well-known mm-hmm. inmates there. Okay. So, you, we've got already, you know, just all these people mm-hmm. housed in this place. Um, so, naturally... Is haunted. She haunted. She real haunted. I remember this episode too. They have a lot of things yeah. going on. Um, so some areas of the prison that are really haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is the hole. Yep. 
which for those that don't know, that's a term that refers to solitary confinement. Um, it, I believe it was located in like the basement of this building. And when they go to some of those, I'm like, oh, hell no. Yeah, like, I, hell my no. Em- <laughs> I know my empath senses are like, nope. nope. <laughs> and basically, they were tiny little rooms with no windows that basically prisoners just got locked in for days, if not weeks on end. And there's no windows, there's no light. No light. Like, it's just oh, bare it's minimum awful. food and water. Yep. It was just. It was, Is this the one where they said like people were temporarily like blinded when they came out of it? Could have been, yeah. I think it was that one. I mean, sure, because they go were without light. Yeah. For that long mm-hmm. your eyes have to adjust somehow um so people who go down there and get near this area immediately start feeling ill like yeah. it's very common they say a lot of times people will just refuse to go down there altogether mm-hmm. um but people become physically sick like they'll throw up yeah they'll start having like chest pain like it just it really physically yeah, yeah affects people mm-hmm. um something else to note about brushy is that it's built on or near a natural limestone deposit and I'd never heard this before, but I was reading about it. And apparently, for some reason, like, limestone acts as, like, a conduit for paranormal activity. Like, it intensifies it. Lindsay Gould was talking about that the other day yeah. when she was here. I'd never heard of I that. I had not either. But I think it contributes to, like, the perfect storm it, you yep. have at Brushy of, like, all this death, all <laughs> yeah. this pain. And then you throw that in there. It's like, no wonder it's haunted, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so that's mainly what I had. Um, I've got two more little ghosts. Okay. And then I'm... They're not little because they're scary, but okay. <laughs> I try to keep them up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So one uh, commonly seen apparition uh, at Brushy is an inmate whose name was Jack Jet. Okay. Um, his he kind of had a reputation for being a snitch, which okay. if you've heard anything about prison, is not a good thing to be. Snitches get stitches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And unfortunately, he was using the phone one night to talk to his mother when he was jumped and he was stabbed 19 times in the neck and the back of the head oh. um, and Jeez. obviously passed away from those injuries. So people say you can go where this happened and they just say it's like a major cold spot, like you're freezing when you're in this area. And inmates even reported seeing the phone itself levitating off of the oh. receiver, like it would go up and down. So that's nope. a really well-known, yeah, no, I'd be nope. like, oh, no, thank you. That's a really well-known, um, you know, kind of ghost. Yeah. And the other place that they have a lot of activity is the chapel. And it's kind Ooh, of ironic because EVPs taken in this area have picked up a lot of words that reference like hell, beast, like Ooh. the demonic. Ooh. Which the irony of it yeah. being in a chapel is kind of interesting to me. Yep. What if it's um, a portal? Maybe. It could be. Yeah. Very well could be. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, objects get thrown here, and people kind of, as throughout the jail or prison, they feel a lot of cold spots. Yikes. Yeah. I don't like that. And I don't like that, Raymond. Me either. And you can tour it. So, Brushy, they've kind of revitalized it as okay. like a tourism yeah. industry area. Apparently, there's a restaurant there. There's a distillery <laughs> there now. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and you can do paranormal tours. Nice. So, put it That's on our awesome. list. Yeah. I've never, we've been to Nashville once, but I've never, we've never really been Mm-mm. to much of Tennessee. So. No, I was going to say, we went to Nashville that one time. I know. I do want to go see Gabby again. Yeah. We'll have to look how close this is to. I think we did look it up. I think it was like an hour or something, hour and a half maybe. Oh, sweet. Yeah. She'll be like, all right, Gabby. No. <laughs> Gabby's the biggest chicken of us all. She, she's like, no. Oh, we got to resurface the chin pick. I know. <laughs> or recreate it. She's coming home this week. So. Yeah. That was early on, but that was. Yep. It's pinned on our Instagram. It if is. you want to see that story, it lives there forever now. <laughs> Sorry, GP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what I had for Brushy. I just had one because it was so that's, I do big. too. Yeah, this one too. All right. 
You ready? Yeah. What you got? All right. So I did the Hillview Manor. Okay. So creepy AF. Haunted AF. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, um, but it was originally named the Lawrence County Home for the Aged. So it's... That's quite a ring to it. it <laughs> <laughs> generic, but yeah. yes. Um, so it was originally supposed to be a, um, kind of like a nursing home, an elderly living, mm-hmm. um, home. It didn't stay that way. <laughs> uh, splash. Okay. Yeah. So it opened its doors on Tuesday, October 19th of 1926. Mm-hmm. Um, a man named Perry D. Snyder and his wife, Mary A. Snyder were elected to essentially run the home. Okay. Um, they lived there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they also had to move in with their two children, along with 12 staff, um, including a small little boy, which was not supposed to be in there, and 20 inmates. Inmates? Yeah. So not the elderly? Right. So it began as a, like a nursing home, but then That's they what it just, was supposed to be, but they, they were just... started bringing in inmates? Um, yes. Okay. It quickly um, went downhill. Like, it was just a shit show. You're going to find out that these two, Perry and Mary, were... Oh, <laughs> I didn't even realize that. <laughs> Perry and Mary. But they're shady, so they're shady shame on you, as Perry and Mary. Fu- yeah, it, like, literally, the day it opened, got nicknamed the Poor Farm. Oh. So, poor people no. um, could live there. Um, just, it was just not. So, it kind of had everyone. It, literally, inmates, old people, homeless people. Kids weren't supposed to be there, but this little boy was there. Oh. We'll get to talk about him later, because he's still there. Um oh. So they ran the home, in mm-hmm. air quotes, okay, um, for over 30 years. Um, so in June of 1944, county welfare officials came in mm-hmm. and were like, oh, fuck. Like, what is going on yeah. in here? Like, what are y'all doing? Um, and they, the Snyders were in their late 70s, and okay. they were ruled incompetent to run the home. Yeah. So they said, and they still gave them their pension. They're like... Here, keep some money. You can still live here, but, like, you're not going to run mm-hmm. okay. the home. Um, but apparently they still just kept doing their shady shenanigans. Mm. Um, and then they said in August, they you got to get out. Like, you got to... They got kicked you gotta out go. all yeah, together. you got to mm. go. Okay. Um, so their reign of terror is kind of over. Yeah. And nobody really realized it until it was, it was too, too late. late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they were doing. Mm-hmm. It was not used as um, an elderly home. No. Um, so a man named Mant... Mance Hogue okay. um, was the director of the welfare department, took over all operations of the home. Okay. Um, and he did slowly transition it back into like a living, mm-hmm. like a decent living facility. Yeah. Um, but as we see in a lot of places like this, overcrowding kind of took over. Um, and this is in the 1970s. Mm. Um, and then basically the whole town was just like, this place is just insane. Yeah. Like yeah. we've got to do something. Um, so in 1974, they decided to add a new wing, and it was called the North Wing. Okay. Um, and it was three stories high. It had more patient rooms, a kitchen, a dining room. Like, it was beautiful. It was great. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, he did a good job of yeah. kind of solving the problem. Sure. Um, without pissing off too many people. This is when they na- they changed the name from the Lawrence County Home for the Age to Hillview Manor. Trying to, like, zhuzh it up yeah. a little bit. Yep. Yeah, a good zhuzh. Um, yeah. And this was in 1977. Um, so a little bit, that's kind of the history, just mm. shitty owners or runners or whatever you're going to call them. Yeah. Slow change to, uh, turning it into a better place. Yeah. But during that time of Perry, Perry and Mary, <laughs> Perry and Mary's reign, <laughs> there was a lot of death 
Sure. Um, and there were upwards of 30 suicides completed oh, wow. there. Okay. Um, one of the most well-known stories is about a man named Eli Sari. He was a middle-aged recovering alcoholic. Okay. Um, he did not like that there was no alcohol out on the premises. So he okay. gets him and a bunch of his buddies from this home mm-hmm. and decide to go get blackout. Oh, So he he goes, they're they're all drunk, Mm -hmm. and they come back, and Eli just passes out right by the front steps. Okay. And so all his buddies decide to pick him up and sober him up in the boiler room. Um, Unfortunately, he died in the boiler room. Oh. Um, They believe it was alcohol poisoning, but there's not really any, there was no follow-up on how he died. They just found him dead. So they really just weren't asking many questions right. about anything. Right. Well, that's my question is, how'd they get out? Like, if it's supposed to be... I mean, I think you can just leave. Oh. It was okay. just a home. Gotcha. So my guess is they just said, bye. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It, like I said, Perry and Mary were not good people. <laughs> yeah. The watchful eye was not <laughs> um, held yeah. in this place. Okay. Um, so he apparently likes to hunt people in the boiler room, um, mm. and he's kind of a nasty Nelly. He likes to pick on women. Mm. Um, he taunts them, touches them, pinches them, grabs oh. them. Yeah, just kind of a, a little nasty. Yeah. Um, but he still is apparently hanging out in the boiler room mm. and is very active. I think they talked about that in this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, they did. Um, okay, so remember the little boy mm-hmm. that moved in that was not supposed to move in? Much yeah. like all the other inmates and <laughs> everything Everyone else that were not old people. In. Yeah. Um, so he's still there. I think his name is Jeffrey. Um, okay. He never moved out. Um, old staff that used to work there, and even people today say that they can see a little boy. Mm. Um, he There's a little fire truck that he likes to play with and mm, make it go okay. off. and um, It's kind of cute, terrifying. I'm know, sure. Feeling cute. Might scare the shit out of you later. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but he apparently loves the... Uh, New York Yankees, bleh, and Babe Ruth. Hmm. So if you talk about that, he kind of becomes more active. active. Um, and sometimes he's seen carrying around a baseball bat. Hmm. I don't know it's if he's like, going to pop you or he's just playing baseball. Just playing and, a little baseball and going like, <laughs> take you out. Like, <laughs> we don't. Yep. Um, so there's also a woman. There's so many ghosts in here. So these are just a Oh, couple. God, yeah. I can imagine. Um, there was a ma- uh, woman named Mary Virginia. How generic of a name. <laughs> Mary Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> um, who was a resident in the home. Mm-hmm. She had cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. So that's why she was there. There. Sure. Um, but apparently she loved to play dress up, um, sing music, play with her dolls. She would do makeup and, you know, he, she would dress her dolls, dress herself, jewelry, just kind of was yeah. just all into that. Sure. Right. Yep. Um, so apparently they took a lot of um, patient owned objects after they passed away and put them in the basement. Um, and these are known as trigger objects, meaning their mm, yep. people are still attached to the objects, right? Yes. So a lot of her jewelry um, is down there uh, and her dolls. Interesting. I'm like, okay, okay, creepy dolls in the basement. I don't like that. Yeah. But they're there. Yeah. Um, she likes to move her dolls around. She'll move them from here to here. You can be, you know, Interesting. On the table, and then you come back, and she's on the bed. Right. Creepy. Um, and then there is a bed down there, and they've hung her necklace above the bed, mm-hmm. and it likes to just swing mm. on the wall I above the bed. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either. And they also have gotten recordings um, on like their little 
EVP recording devices of like faint like music, like mm. just classical music that apparently oh, she liked to listen yeah. to. So yeah, you said oh, but that just scares the shit out of me. It's scary, but I think it's it's also really sad. Yeah, you know, like I I wondered too. I think probably in that setting, especially when I think of Jeffrey, like the child, like. Yeah. Do they even realize that they've passed on? Right. Is this just residual and they're just recreating what they did during life? Mm-hmm. But either way, it would scare... I mean, it would scare me shitless. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it's interesting, um, like, the attachment of people to objects. Yeah. I find that sure. a really interesting thing. Well, a lot of, like, psychic mediums say, like, bring a picture or bring something of, you know... A person. A person. And then they can... Tell... Like, draw from that? Yeah. Yeah. Were you talking to me? No. Oh. I was just scratching my head. Oh, I thought you were telling me I had something on my face. Oh, no. I just had an itch. I was just scratching. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's weird. No, it is odd. And I I think, too, probably... And sorry for one thing. There's construction going on next to us. If you can (laughs) hear... There's, like, chainsaws and shit going on. Yeah, if you can hear, like, a lawnmower or whatever that is going on in the background. (laughs) Sorry. There's nothing we can do about that. Um, No, I, I think it's kind of that theme that we see in these places so often, like the exploitation of people who yeah. cannot speak for themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, their treatment. And unfortunately, what it sounds like, Perry and Mary, shady asses, were just trying to make a buck mm-hmm. and ended up, you know, really creating a, a very hostile and toxic environment for these people to live in. Yeah. So I, I think it's unfortunate because they are the true victims of mm-hmm. all of this. No, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then also, oh, there's more. There's more. Yeah, I was Wait. like, oh, I ain't done yet. There's more. <laughs> um, room two hundred two mm-hmm. is apparently the most active room in okay. the entire home. Okay. Um, there are just lots of loud noises. Sounds like things are being thrown. Um, they've heard screams. There's mm. a little girl that was like moaning in the corner, like just. Oh no. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. 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 Um, lots of shadow figures. Um, so when we were watching this, this is where I kind of got a little bit of this information. Um, these are these are their accounts. Yeah. When they were in or near room two hundred two. Yeah. Um, there were white mists. Ooh. Remember, she saw them floating around. Um, lots of loud bangs, and then one of the investigators walked in, and as soon as he walked into the whole building, you could tell, like, his face was just, he was very pale. Oh, yeah. Like, he it did was not immediate. look good. It was, and, like, he just kept saying, I don't feel good, like, mm-hmm. I just I just really don't feel good. And he was walking around and literally dropped to his knees and was, like, barfing his face off. Yeah. And, like, got lost, and he didn't have his walkie-talkie, so he's, like, running. Distressed, and then, yeah. Yep. Then they find him, um, and then they noticed right behind him was room 202. Oh, so they think that's, like, what? Mm-hmm. It was, like it really was almost, affecting. like, drawing him towards it, though. It was. was because, remember, they have that one recording device that just, like, they can... It's a word. Like, one word. Oh, the ovulus. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Of course you would remember that. <laughs> um, but a, one word can come through. Yes. And yep. so, like, they were asking him, like, is it because he's never been here? Because they had been there before. Yes. Yep. But the guy that was really affected had never been there. And the ovulus went off and it said, picked. Mm. Like, he picked him. Like, ooh. Mm. I don't like that. See, that makes me, like, wonder. I think it's such a, like, thin line to draw between... Like a spirit that's super aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have no doubt, probably human spirits that are very angry could make you do that. Yeah. It also makes me toe the line of, is that more demonic than yeah. anything else? Because I do think when you have that much pain and suffering and loss mm-hmm. all into one place, I do think that's a magnet for a demonic energy oh, to come hang out. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, but I can, we just watched that episode and he was, it was, that it was, was probably the craziest episode yeah, yet. Yeah, it was. It was nuts. I don't, I don't want to go there. No. I'm like, <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-hmm. I watch from the safety of my home. I'm all yep. good with that. For sure. Um, yeah. No, that one was crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Dang. It was. Yeah. I think the other thing too, when they were talking about that was, um, the fact that a lot of the people that lived there that died there too, they buried in unmarked graves. Yes. And I feel like that is just such a trigger for like paranormal activity. I think there's like something important about disposing or burying the dead or cremating or whatever, like with dignity and like recognizing who they were yeah, um, for them to be able to truly rest. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that also probably contributes to a lot of the activity going on. I just had like stakes with like numbers on them. Yeah, and that's just, that's, like, oh. they weren't even people, Mm-mm. and, you know. That's a hard part. I, I have a hard time with it here in Charleston. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, like, you're literally on CFC campus, like, mm-hmm. a college campus, and there's just, like, a Great. grave, like, stone. It's just, like, somewhere near here mm-hmm. is this person. It's yes. just, like, ah, oh, you could just be walking over them anytime. You In downtown, you most likely are at all oh, times. Yeah. Like, you're, I mean, even in the Gra- St. Phillips graveyard, yep. they just have stones like mm-hmm. lined on the brick wall because they've obviously been moved or yeah it's like where are they like you don't yeah i just find that so like unsettling well i find it i think it's disrespectful yeah um and with downtown charleston too the thing that people have to remember if you've never been there before it's um the downtown area is quite compact mm-hmm. um and they've expanded the peninsula over the years um, artificially, but I mean, there's just only so much room. Right. And they've re like moved things around so many times is, uh, that they just didn't bother to relocate actual like bodies with the gravestones. Yeah. So I think that's just a perfect formula for why downtown especially so is so haunted <laughs> because you have all of this activity and we yeah. know ghosts don't like their stuff being messed with. Right. Um, so yeah, no, I, I definitely think there is, um, a connection between like burying someone properly yeah, and like leaving them alone, <laughs> leaving them alone and respecting them yeah. and giving them a name. Right. Um, their just, name. Yeah. Their name and knowing who they were mm-hmm. rather than just using unmarked graves or, um, relocated yeah. graves. So yeah. Agreed. Don't be moving graves. Don't, what don't are you doing? Them. Yeah. Leave them alone. Yep. So yeah, I don't know. That was a. Hillview was scary, though. (laughs) It was. I was just, it was reminding me of, I think it was either the thousand-year flood we had a few years ago, or it was Hurricane Matthew that we stayed through. Do you remember, I don't think it was in downtown, but there were, um, there was so much water that there were caskets, like, floating, floating, and I think it was the priest of the church was Mm -hmm. literally, like, waiting out. Yep. And they're like, you shouldn't do that. Like, you should not be going into those waters. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. Like so dangerous, and he's like, "These people deserve more mm-hmm. than floating down a river." And I just was like, "Oh, yeah." Like, and I mean, I respectful. think respectful, like, yeah, I think there's some reverence to that. Yep. Um, you know, I think, for example, I know um, in New Orleans, that's why they bury people in mausoleums, not underground, because they get so many floods. Oh. The idea is that they can't do that, float up, yeah, essentially. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think there is a connection between burying someone, like with dignity yeah. than just, you know, putting a number mm-hmm. over them and yeah. saying, you know, we're there not going to say your name. Yep. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting concept to think about, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, these were interesting. Yeah. Good ones. I know. I feel like we're only in starting season two right now. So I feel Buckle like up. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a lot more coming <laughs> Yep, because they go to some really wild areas. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Any any other thoughts before we start wrapping it up here? I don't think so. Okay. Patriots play at one, so. <laughs> She's like, let's, let's keep I, it moving. I got the hours counting down. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, well, do you want to talk a little bit about our merch? Sure. 
Um, so Cotton Cart is still up. We actually just had someone yeah. purchase a shirt the other day. So, so thank, thank you, you, whoever that was. We yeah. don't see we see what you buy, but we don't see who we buys are. it. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. So that is um, ghoulfriendspodcast.cottoncart.com. Yeah. Still has merch. Yep. Um, we have updated to a new vendor. Yep. Um, and that is ghoulfriendspod. Yep. dot redbubble.com yes um great quality great it so apparently the shipping is a little bit pricey mm-hmm. um so sorry but we can't do anything about that <laughs> um but that has a lot more options a lot um, it's very customizable colors mm-hmm. sizes and then also a lot more products yeah um that um cotton cart does not yes have yeah so that's why we made the switch yeah um, from that but Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they do all sorts of stuff. They do water bottles, stickers. Yeah. So many good things. Mm-hmm. So. And when you do go to that website, it can be a little misleading. It shows just a sweatshirt, mm-hmm. um, but just go underneath and it says shop all products. Click and that, that will pop you into all of everything that we have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. And come visit me on Facebook. Yes, go see Caitlin on Facebook. Send her all your dog pictures. Yes. It's been a little quiet lately, so. I know. Uh, y'all better, you know. Come on now. It's the holidays. Be giving. <laughs> be giving. Give me pictures. Give, be giving with your animal photos, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go see Caitlin on Facebook. Um, you can come see us on Instagram at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. And if you want to send us an email or you have a listener story, you can send that to ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Good job. I think that was everything. I think that was. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up for this week. We hope you have a safe and spooky week. A happy Thanksgiving for all those in the U.S. For now, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're cool friends. Go, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.